Welcome to the second, not quite annual, Incomparable Spelling Bee. The U.S. National Spelling Bee took the year 2020 off, and so did we. But we are back with a fresh batch of words to torture our friends. I'm Jean McDonald, the 1972 Spelling Bee Champion of Otis Elementary School in Miami, where I later washed out in the regionals. Today, I'll be the judge and scorekeeper, while Monty Ashley will be our official pronouncer. Uh, Originally from San Diego, Monty attended Francis W. Parker Junior High School, but did not get to participate in the spelling bee. But in his first uh, incomparable spelling bee, he was victorious. So we brought him back as the official pronouncer, much like the national spelling bee brought back 1980 champion Dr. Jacques Bailey, who is a bona fide celebrity in the spelling world. Hey, Monty, you ready to do this thing? Hello. Interjection, used to express a greeting, answer a telephone, or attract attention. (laughs) (laughs) I think you've accomplished at least two of three of those things. And now I will introduce our contestants in the order that they will spell, as determined by random.org. First up, my friend and co-host on the weekly review podcast, James Dempsey. As a fourth grader, at Joyce Kilmer School in Milltown, New Jersey, he won the school-wide spelling bee, beating out even the eighth graders. But after sustaining an unfortunate injury while sounding out a diphthong, he never spelled competitively again until today. Hey, James, you ready for this? I am. I've studied all the letters. I've got all <laughs> 25, 26 of them down including like the squiggly one and the zigzaggy one. So I think we're good to go. (laughs) Great. Next up in our order is Jason Snell. He's originally from Sonora, California, and he attended Columbia Elementary School and participated in but did not win the Tuolumne County Spelling Bee. Luckily, he was not discouraged from a career of writing and editing. Uh, and Jason also knows how to spell Tuolumne, and Tuol- you yes. probably do not. <laughs> yes, it, it's, it's a it's a um, Native American word that was the name of my county. And Tuolumne County is a place with uh, not many people in it. I have also studied all the letters, all thirty four of them. <laughs> okay. Um, Did I overstudy? That, that, that's, <laughs> I have a higher have count that. than that, so that's pretty good. <laughs> I have even more letters. <laughs> Yes, there's some natural advantages or possibly disadvantages in this uh, spelling bee today, depending on how many letters you think are in the alphabet. (laughs) Uh, Next up is Julia Scott. Julia went to school um, in southern Stockholm, but she is kindly not making me pronounce the name of that school, uh, but she did spend half her fourth grade year at Wildwood Elementary in Amherst, Mass., She has always found it intensely sad that Swedes don't do spelling bees. But Julia, I'm sure our listeners would like to hear the name of your school in Stockholm. Fagersjöskolan. It means uh, Fair Lake, basically. Fair Lake School. Cool. So you have extra letters because of slashes and stuff that we don't have. We don't have slashes. We have uh, dots on our O's and A's at the very end, and they're actually... Uh, and a, uh, who are the last two letters of the alphabet, are both in my school's name. Okay. And then we have O, which is an A with a big round thing on top of it. And next up, we have Glenn Fleischman. Glenn's junior high had the Rough Riders as their mascot. It was Theodore Roosevelt Junior High in Eugene, Oregon. 
Glenn has never participated in a spelling bee, but people tell him he's a buzzsaw, so it's a perfect fit. Glenn, are you ready to spell today? Yes, I have studied every word that I'm aware of, and uh, I hope you ask me uh, none of those. Okay. (laughs) I bet you we will not. And finally, returning contestant Dan Moran. Dan's from Newton, Massachusetts, where he attended Charles E. Brown Jr. High School. He placed seventh in his spelling bee there. In the first incomparable spelling bee, Dan tied for second place. He wouldn't have overcome Monty's lead, though, even if he had spelled Anglophile correctly. Dan, you ready for today? Uh, unlike everybody else, I only started study 13 letters because those are the only ones you need. Come on. Oh. Don't waste times. <laughs> okay. So everybody's here. We can get started. Let me just review the order of play and the rules. There will be three rounds with three words for each contestant. Unlike the official spelling bee, you won't be eliminated from the competition if you spell a word wrong, but correct spellings earn one point. Monty will read the word. You can ask him to repeat it. You can ask for a definition and the word's etymological origin. You can even ask Monty to use it in a sentence. When you are ready to spell, repeat the word once more, spell it, and repeat it to indicate that you finished. Once you've started spelling, you can start over, but you can't change any of the letters you've already given. After you are done spelling, I will let you know how you've done. I will say correct if you got it right, or ring the bell if you got it wrong. And should we have a tie at the end of these three rounds, we have some tiebreaker words, and that will be a sudden death uh, spell off. But uh, based on last time, we didn't really have that have a need for those uh, tiebreaker words. So at this point, let's go to our official pronouncer, Monty, who will give James the first word to kick this off. Pegmatite. Um, could I have all the questions answered? <laughs> it is a noun. Its definition is a coarse variety of granite occurring in dikes or veins. Its origin is French from Greek. And the sentence is, the rock collector was very excited to find the pegmatite. And could you repeat the word again? Pegmatite. Pegmatite. P-E-G-M-A-T-I-T-E. Pegmatite. Correct. James gets a point. And now we go to Jason. Jason, your word is demulsant. Isn't it, though? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Part of speech? Noun. Noun. Wow, okay. Um, Definition? A substance that relieves irritation of the mucous membranes in the mouth by forming a protective film. Hmm. Language of origin? Latin. Of course. And uh, use it in a sentence, if you please. After the chili eating contest, the competitor used a demulsant. Oh, boy. Um, Well, I know how I would spell it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
uh, Demulsant, D-E-M-U-S. No, I, oh, I just did it wrong. D-E-M-U-L-S-A-N-T is what I was spelling. Um, Monty, do you want to give the correct spelling? D-E-M-U-L-C-E-N-T. Demulsant. Oh, the way I would have spelled it in normal life is the correct way. <laughs> I wrote that and then I was like, no, 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 but it's like a uh, emulsifier. It's a thing in your mouth that is the, th- uh, well. All I can oh, think God. about is when Homer Simpson coats his mouth with candle wax to eat the super hot hallucinatory chili. <laughs> yes, I suppose that would qualify uh, as a demulsant. Literally spelled it right. <laughs> and I didn't do it. Second right. guy, I gotta trust your instincts. I yeah. think you're right. All right. Well, it's. Julia's turn, and Monty will give you your word. Julia, your first word is mustachioli. Can I please have it in a sentence? The mustachioli at this restaurant is particularly good. Uh, can I have the definition, please? A pasta in the form of a short tube with oblique ends. Can I have it pronounced once more, please? Mustachioli. Uh, mustachioli. Uh, M-U-S-T-A-C-C-I-O-L-I. Mustachioli. Sorry, Monty, you want to give her the correct spelling? Mustachioli. M-O-S-T-A-C-C-I-O-L-I. Mustachioli. I will will pull a Jason and say I wrote an A-O and then wrote a U over it because I was like, I should never trust my first instinct, but apparently I should. Always trust your first instinct. In the first (laughs) round. Maybe in the second round, it's the reverse. (laughs) Okay, Glenn is up now. Glenn, your first word is... I I actually like that word. I think I may know how to spell it. Can you use it in a sentence, though? Throw the traitors into the oubliette to think about their crimes. I I even like that description. Um, What is the origin of the word? Middle French from Latin. Okay. I think I got this. O-U-B-L-I-E-T-T-E. Oubliette. Correct. Good job. You might ask what kind of writing I do. I need to use that word. (laughs) Yeah. French oublier to forget. Yeah. Let's forget about those guys. And let's concentrate on Dan. Forget about it. (laughs) Monty, you want to give Dan his first word? Dan, your first word is Weltschmerz. (laughs) Okay. Um... Language of origin. German. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good. Yep. No, that's fine. I've actually seen this word, and I'm trying to picture it in my head. Um, can you use it in a sentence? Everybody has Weltschmerz. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't. Uh, can you spell it for me? No. <laughs> I can tell you the type, of, 
I can tell you the type of word, the definition, the origin, and use it in a sentence. Yes. Uh, definition, please. Mental depression or apathy caused by comparison of the actual state of the world with an <laughs> ideal state. Mm-hmm. I'll say. Um, all right. Just going to go for it. Weltschmerz, W-E-L-T-S-C-H-M-E-R-T-Z. Weltschmerz. Sorry, Dan. Monty, you want to give the correct spelling? Weltschmerz. Uh, W-E-L-T-S-C-H-M-E-R-Z. T at the end. Mm. Those Germans. It sounds like a T. Germans. But yeah, it's hard to tell. Hard to tell. Yeah. Um, that's what the Z in German has a T. I got the in. W, which I thought was the trick. Yes. <laughs> we, we acknowledge your... <laughs> your German capabilities. Don't Your, your well, German prowess. Prowess. <laughs> All right. Everybody's spelled a word now. We can like relax a bit, take another deep breath, go back to James. And Monty has a word for James. James, your second word is nacelle. Could you use it in a sentence? The Starship Enterprise is known for its ample nacelles. And uh, what's its origin? French, from Latin. And what else can I ask you? Oh, part of speech, it's a noun. Um, It is a noun, and a definition. Well, I'll go with uh, nacelle, N-A-S-C-E-L-L-E, nacelle. Gasp. Sorry, James. Uh, Monty, you want to give the correct spelling? Nacelle, N-A-C-E-L-L-E. Star Trek nerds know what's up. Yeah, we all know. Sorry. (laughs) Had to write that one a bunch. (laughs) Oh, I recognize it from Star Trek. I just don't usually watch it with... uh... Uh, subtitles turned on, or a technical my manual at the, pouring, at the yeah, my years of pouring over the tech manuals, <laughs> yeah. or reading a whole bunch of novels yeah, about it. That's yeah. Exactly. Nacelle is also how you pronounce the uh, chemical name for salt. I think that's nacle. Hmm. Nacle. That's nacle. how I always heard it. Nacle. That's a d- different spelling bee. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but we can do that one sometime in the future. Uh, <laughs> no, <hard pass. laughs> a word for Jason now, please, yes, please, Monty. Jason, your second word is haraco. <laughs> don't they make gummy bears uh monty tell me the, all the things please haraco is a noun from french it means a small usually oval creamy white kidney bean and a sentence with it in it is i made some herb butter to go with my haraco and can you pronounce it for me in a proper uh, fashion one more time haraco Well, I have literally never heard of this word. So in honor of the gummy bears, I will spell it H-A-R-I-C-O. So close. Stupid Sorry, gummy bears. Monty can... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, it's close. Monty, give him the... the... Yeah. H-A-R-I-C-O-T? Yes. Yep. Ah. Uh, yeah, yeah the, the, the classic French in oh, French vocabulary. Oh, that's how that word is pronounced. Now I know. You can buy them at Trader Joe's under that name. In fact. They're basically just green beans, though, but they're different. Yes. Gross. <laughs> <It's a> thinner. 
It says here they're creamy Whatever. white. Well, those are just I, Arico is just beans. Arico I assume. Yeah. is yeah. the green ah, green beans. Yeah. All right, Julia is up. Monty, what's her word? Julia, your word is Nainsook. Uh, can I also have all the things, please? Nainsook is a noun from Hindi and Urdu. It is a soft, lightweight muslin, and a sentence with it in it is, The dress was made of the finest Nainsook. Um, Nainsook. N-A-N-E-S-O-K. Nainsook. Sorry, Julia. Uh, Monty, can you spell it correctly? Nainsook. I is hope you can. N a i n s o o k. Wow! Wow! I did not know that one. I feel like this is worse than watching stuff on TV because here I know all the words I'm not getting, but oh, I yeah. also have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Wow! Ouch. Well, let's see if Glenn does any better. Uh, Monty, what is his word? Glenn, your word is gazaz. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was on a, an episode of uh, Low Definition. Or no, that was Gazump. <laughs> Is it um, a sword or a magician? That's right, exactly. Uh, uh, Monty, could you tell me what part of speech Gazaz is? It is a noun. A noun. And could you use it in a sentence, please? On a hot day, a Gazaz really hits the spot. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I can't tell. It sounds like gasus, which is a French word for gas. We've got a lot of French-ish words. Um, what is its origin? It is Arabic from Italian. Oh, oh for the love of gazaz. Um, <laughs> gazaz. I think I can think of 400 spellings. Okay, I'm just going to go with one. I'm going to say G-A-Z-O-Z. Correct. What? Oh, wow. Nice. Oh, my God. I almost put an extra Z on the end. I almost did G-A-Z-O-Z-Z. Oh, I thought there was going to be a double Z in the middle for sure. It is a carbonated, non-alcoholic drink. So like a gazouze in French. Yes. That was where I went as well, as well, Glenn. Oh, my god. Like, I thought of the same thing. Okay. That's, well, I'm glad I stopped. I almost did two Zs at the end. Okay. Yeah. I I should say, like, to be, you know. Uh, officious as is my position here you should say the word at the end so oh. that i know that you're done oh, i gave I'm sorry. you a a long breath figuring you weren't going to add any more letters but uh, like the t in herico yeah <laughs> that's what you say it now say it now uh, t righty. <laughs> uh dan is up now what's his Ooh. word monty dan your word is xylil could you repeat that? I think I figured Zylil. out. These are all hard words. Hard Sorry, words to Jason spell. Speak. Sorry. <laughs> Xylil. Okay. Uh, could you give me the origin, please? Greek. Yep. That's right. Uh, definition. Any of several isobaric monovalent radicals, C8H9, derived from the three xylenes by removal of a hydrogen atom. All right, give me the real one then. <laughs> uh, okay. So, part of speech. Noun. It is a noun. Yep. Okay. And use it in a sentence for me. 
One of the chemical weapons used during World War I was xylyl bromide. And pronounce it one more time for me. Xylyl. Xylyl. Well, everybody else lost it when they didn't trust what they had written down. So I'm going to write what, say what I wrote down, even though I think it's wrong. Xylil, uh, X-Y-L-I-L, Xylil. Sorry, Dan. What, how yep. do you spell Xylil, Monty? X-Y-L-Y-L. Oh. oh. See, I was going to say O because that sounds like a good chemical ending, but Lil just kept throwing me off. X Y L Y. Oh God! It literally. And if you this? say it backwards, it has to go back home. Yes. <laughs> yes. Lilacs. I think they used to run the phone company around these parts. <laughs> All righty. Uh, for the last uh, round of words in this round, James is up, and Monty will give him a new word. James, your word is Kalinkoe. Oh. Okay, uh, could you, well, what part of speech is that? It is a noun. Uh, the definition? African tropical succulent herbs or shrubs of the orpine family, often cultivated as ornamentals. Wow. Of course. I um, a horticulturist. We might have some of those in the house somewhere. Go take a look. And, uh, let's see, uh, could you use it? In a, well, I kind of know what it's going to sound like in a sentence. Um, <laughs> and could you say, oh, what's the origin? New Latin. Oh, none of that old stuff. No. Oh, we had one of those. That's right. <laughs> Bring me some of your new Latin. That's right. Um, okay, and just repeat the word once again. Kalinkoe. Well, let's just say something. Kalinkoe, K-A-L-E-N-K-O-H-I-E, Kalinkoe. I'm sorry, James. Monty, how do you spell Kalinkoe? K-A-L-A-N-C-H-O-E, Kalinkoe. <laughs> well, most of the letters were around the same spot, so... <laughs> I'll yes. take that as a as a private wow. personal win. I wrote down four <laughs> alternate spellings of that, all of which were not even close. Yeah. Mine were <laughs> totally wrong. All righty. Uh, Jason, well, you're up now. Mm -hmm. What's his word, Monty? Jason, your word is macropterous. 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 Give me a, the definition, if you please. Having long or large wings. Mm. Language of origin? Greek. Uh, use it in a sentence, if you please. The Thunderbird is legendary for its Macropterous physique. Uh, Macropterous. M-A-C-R-O-P-T-E-R-O-U-S. Macropterous. Correct. <sighs> Woo! Wait, what was the spelling again? That was yeah, very give me that one more time. Yeah, that was great. It's macro, yeah. M-A-C-R-O-P-T-E-R-O-U-S. Oh, good Oh, work. good, yes. Very macro. So Teros. Oh, Teros wing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. I kept thinking, getting diverted into M-Y-K thinking yeah, very yeah, Greek. Yeah, me too. But yeah. Like Thank you for your excellent now. pronunciation of that, Monty. 
You're welcome. <laughs> I was thinking about Sherlock Holmes. I think my crofterist. I could see the Thunderbird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Julia, you're up. What's oh, your no. word, Monty? Julia, your word is reboation. Uh, can I have all the things, please? Reboation is a noun from the Latin. It means a loud reverberation. A sentence with it in it is, When Krakatoa exploded, the reboation could be heard 3,000 miles away. Reboation. R-E-B-O-A-T-I-O-N. Reboation. Correct. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I was like, there's an H, there's a yeah. C, there's all these. R-H-Y. Yeah, no, B, yeah. no, it's yeah. I was thinking H. Maybe there's an H at the beginning there, but no, that was Just because. Yeah. Sometimes just sounding it out and spelling it helps, yeah. but not always. <laughs> thank <laughs> thank, thank you for that advice. Oh, wait, that's, <laughs> that's what I've been doing <laughs> yeah, wrong. Yeah, except when it doesn't. <laughs> Oh, well, Glenn, it's your turn. Okay. Monty, what's his word? Glenn, your word is Nictinesty. No, it's Interesting. not. Interesting. <laughs> Nictinesty. Um, huh. Okay. Well, I would wonder where that word comes from, Monty. It comes from the international scientific vocabulary, probably originally German. Oh, interesting. Okay. Probably originally German, but international. Could you use it in a sentence, please? The nictinesty of sunflowers is particularly striking. Huh. Hmm. And I'm sorry, it, uh, did I ask you the part of speech? It is a noun. Nictinesty. Could you pronounce it for me again? Nictinesty. You pronounced it very well. <laughs> I wish my brain could turn that in two letters. <laughs> McTinesty. McTinesty. Um, hmm. I'm sorry, could you tell me the definition one more time? I didn't You I haven't asked. It. it is oh, a, I'm sorry. a nastic movement, <laughs> which is the opening and closing of some flowers, that is associated with diurnal changes of temperature or light intensity. Interestingly, I know all about that because I'm married to a horticulturist, so oh. I actually know that, that mechanism, but I've never heard this word before. McTinesty. If I say it enough times, does the def does the spelling come to me? Uh, I'm going to go with a gut reaction. Wait, is it international? I'm sorry. Tell me the origin. It's international scientific? International scientific vocabulary, probably originally German. Hmm. It makes me wonder about C's and K's and things. Um, I'm going to go for dynasty. Okay, here we go. N-I-C-T-O-N-I-S-T-Y, Nictinesty. Yeah. Sorry, Glenn. So got G's and K's Monty? In it. Uh, you got all the consonants right, but it is oh, N-Y-C-T-I-N-A-S-T-Y. Oh, wow. All right. Okay. Yeah, I was not where I've got. I was thinking of like, the, was it nictitating membranes yeah. over like, but they're not, uh, like they're, the eyeballs? I wasn't is this anywhere I and not Y. Yeah, like, I, I agree. Like I Nick's. agree. That's what I was thinking. I wrote down a K in there somewhere, and I was like, <laughs> or is it like G-N-I-K? So I was way off. All right. I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad. You should no. not feel bad. This is Shoot. just spelling. This uh, is what having a dictionary words is Words are weird. <laughs> what? 
All right, Dan, you finish off round one with your oh, word. Oh, finish me off. Go ahead. Monty. Dan, your final, question, your final word of round one is orogeny. Orogeny. Can, can you use that in a sentence, oh, please? Mount St. Helens was created through orogeny. Hmm. Definition. The process of mountain formation, especially by folding the Earth's crust. By folding of the worth the Earth's crust. I apologize. Okay. Uh, and language of origin. International scientific vocabulary. <sighs> Screw you, international <laughs> scientific vocabulary. Um, part of speech, I assume, is a noun. It is. Okay. Uh, orogeny. Uh, O-R-O-G-E-N-Y. Orogeny. Correct. Thank you, N.K. N.K. Jemison. Jemison. Yeah, right. oh, exactly right. Yeah. I was like, why do I know this word? And I spent I, myself talking through it. I was like, oh, yes, that word. That's it. I thought I had, this spe- I had the same spelling, and I was like, I don't know. I was going to go with A-U, and I'm like, no, it's O-R-O, but why do I know that? And that's why. <laughs> also, for some reason, it was really funny to ask for the origin of orogeny. <laughs> it just sounded really, it sounded really neat. Depends how you do it. All right. Well, that's the end of round one, and I'll Ooh. give you a score update. Wow. Um, four people are tied for second place. That's James, Jason, Julia, and Dan. Each have one point, and Woo-hoo. Glenn has two. Ooh. So I have the opposite this of gunning for Glenn. I have the opposite <laughs> of Veltschmerz right now, but you all shun for that. All right. Well, let's jump right into round two. And James uh, is up again. Monty, what is his word? James, your word is baxiferous. 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 Um, Part of speech, please. Adjective. Uh, Please use it in a sentence. If you're lucky, those bushes in your backyard will turn out to be baxiferous. I should have gone into botany. Um, Okay, and uh, let's see, definition? Producing berries. And uh, which one didn't I ask for yet? The language of origin. Origin, please. Classical Latin. Oh. Uh, Not new Latin. No, the classy kind. That clears it up completely. Well, that new stuff. I'll go with uh, Baxiferous, B-A-C-C-I-F-E-R-O-U-S, Baxiferous. Correct. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Can you spell that one more time? Yeah, I'm very interested in this. Two C's. Uh, sure, <laughs> I had- You're uh, allowed to do it, and if you, you know- if you mess up, you still don't lose your point. <laughs> okay, I had B-A-C-C-I-F-E-R-O-U-S. Nice. Two Cs. Like, I would have missed, missed like, the U, but that's good. Is it like Bacchus, like with the wine and the berries yep. and the grapes? Mm, yeah. That would be my yeah. guess. Yep. yep. I had an entirely different spelling, like almost none of the I, letters were the I same. I just had one C, but so I was <laughs> like, what back, back, what is that? One C, two C, so I would have gotten it wrong. I went for a German Greek, well done. I think, unfortunately. All right. Well, Jason, you're up. Monty, what is his word? Jason, your word is anemometer. Anemometer. Uh, That's great. (laughs) Anemometer. A-N-E-M-O-M-E-T-E-R. Anemometer. Correct. It's a 
It, it's a got one of those on your your weather it's station. It's on my huh? weather station. It, it, it oh, measures uh, atmospheric it. pressure, I believe, or is it a wind gauge? I, I, it doesn't matter. It's a weather thing. It is an instrument for measuring and indicating the force or speed and sometimes direction of the wind. It's the wind gauge. Yeah, it's the little anemometer. spinny thing at the top of the. That's what it is. Anemometer, barometer, pressure, anemometer, wind speed. I have thirty-three Crazy. barometers in my entryway. If only. <laughs> I have two turntables and a microphone. At last, I have received a spelling word of a, an object I own. <laughs> it's amazing. You don't own an oubliette? I do not have... You don't have any name an, sook at it's home? It's a bigger Occasionally investment. you've owned some Haruko. Or a pegmatite. Alas. And yeah. I think I do actually have a Baxiferous plant oh. in my oh. yard somewhere. You might. Yeah. You might very well. Very likely. Very likely. I have multiple. All right. I All have right. a gazaz right here. Up. Sorry, sorry, Monty. I didn't need your help with that one. <laughs> All right, uh, Monty. Do you want to give Julia her word? I do, Julia. Your word is diaphoresis. Diaphoresis. Uh, could I have the definition, please? Sweating, especially to an unusual degree, as a symptom of disease or a side effect of a drug. Ooh. And the. The language of origin? Late Latin from Greek. Diaphoresis. D-I-A-P-H-O-R-E-S-I-S. Diaphoresis. Correct. Wow. Very nice. I had one Uh, letter wrong in that. (laughs) That was one I had, finally. (laughs) I I I think I had this one. Uh, I thought you meant that you have it, have it. Oh, yes, yes. Um, Also, right now I'm feeling intense diaphoresis. (laughs) I was going to say, it's a perfectly self-descriptive word. It's perfectly cromulent. Oh, no. Assign all the ghost points you need, people. (laughs) Um, And while Glenn goes to his word, which is Monty... Glenn, your word is hydrargorum. 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 Hydrar. Wait, can you say that again? I'm trying. Hydrargorum. <laughs> Hydrargorum. Hydrargorum. Can you please tell me, actually tell me all the things, please. It is a noun from Greek. It means quicksilver, semicolon, mercury. To cure syphilis, doctors used to prescribe hydrargorum. <laughs> now I'm thinking of the game of, uh, was Are You the Doctor? Uh, <laughs> hydrargorum it may have come up in an episode. I don't know if I'm going to get any better than my first pass at this. Hy- I'm sorry, can you pronounce it one more time? I'm going to listen carefully. Hydrargorum. Okay, here's my guess. Hydrargorum, H-Y-D-R-O-R-G. A R U M hydrargorum. Sorry, Glenn. Oh, Monty. It is H Y D R A G. Sorry, I messed it up. It is H Y D R A R G Y R U M. Why? Hydra. Wow. It goes hydra and then it has. Argyrum. It's it looks like right, silver that's why Mercury's water. Silver. atomic oh, symbol Argy- is HG. Oh. Right? Dang it. Yeah. 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 HG, yeah, you're right. Yep. HG. Yeah. You got the H and the G right. The Y, because it's yes. that Y. That Y would have killed me. Right? The second Y yeah. would have gotten me. Yep. Yep. 
Vi har sådan et overbræs. Why? 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 Why don't we give Dan a word, Monty? Dan, your word is drupiferous. Drupiferous. Uh, I'd like a better word, please. Drupiferous? Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good, though. Um, part of speech. It is a not. Uh, sorry, it is an adjective. Adjective, yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh, definition. Bearing droops, which is a fleshy fruit with thin mm. skin and a central stone containing the seed, e.g. a plum, cherry, almond, right. or olive. Yeah. <sighs> Language of origin. Latin from Greek. Hmm. Well, Latin and Greek, that's a, that's a twofer right there. And feel free to use it in a sentence if you want. I hope this tree is drupiferous because I sure do like eating droops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> He's using an animated cartoon. I mean, that'll take a while. <laughs> I have to learn how to draw. Fifty-fifty <laughs> chance here, I feel like. All right, I'm going drupiferous, D-R-U-P-I-F-E-R-O-U-S, drupiferous. Correct. Boom. Yeah, all right. Woo! Nice. Because droop is spelled with two O's, right? But nope. a droop is D-R-U-P-E. <laughs> is it? Okay. Ooh, it is. Nice. I can never remember. I hear it pronounced way, way more than I see it spelled, I think. <laughs> all right, so we're back to James. Uh, what's his word, Monty? James, your word is wobulator. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> I want that word. It's great. <laughs> um, part of speech. Noun. Uh, definition. A testing device for radio sets in which the frequency is varied periodically and automatically over a predetermined range. Wow. And um, origin. Native to English. <laughs> and just say it one more time, please. Wobulator. Well, one of two choices. All right, let's go with wobulator. W-O-B-U-L-A-T-O-R. Wobulator. Sorry, James. Monty. Will you tell him how close he was? W O B B U L A T O. That's the other one I had. <laughs> yep. Yep. No. Yep. Well, it yep. sounded like like one of those British English words that sounds fancy, but also comes from something very common it's or wobbling. Like it's wobbling yeah. the frequencies. I, so. I actually thought it might be W A H, like like it was a a wambulator, like, yeah, yeah <laughs> like a wambulance. Yep, yeah. like they're using <laughs> exactly. the Wawa pedal to test. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. that's right. <laughs> or at Wawa, the store. <laughs> wow. Let's give Jason. Let's give Jason his chance on his word. What's that, Monty? Jason, your word is aquaclude. Could you say that again? Aquaclude. Uh, could you tell me the things? It is a noun from Latin. It means a geologic formation or stratum that confines water in an adjacent aquifer. And a sentence with it in it is 
The absence of an aquaclude meant that the treasure hunters were plagued by water in their tunnels. Uh, could you tell me the definition one more time? A geologic formation or stratum that confines water in an adjacent aquifer. And could you pronounce the word again? Aquaclude. Wow. Um, well, I'm just going to go with it. Uh, Aquaclude. A-Q-U-I-C-L-U-D-E. Aquaclude. Correct. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Better not to overthink sometimes. I, I thought when Monty first said it, I wasn't sure if it was equiclude yeah. or aquaclude. I and I the, the vowel I was, was hearing horses too. The vowel was a little shaky until I got the uh, until I got the Aquifer. the definition, and then yeah. I realized it's that we were talking about water. It's where you stir your horse. You can lead a horse to water. Yes, at that's right. It blocks horses <laughs> from coming into the aquifer. The equiclude. That's good. You need those. You need those. Okay. <laughs> All righty. Let's go to. Uh, to Julia, Monty, what's Julia's word? Julia, your word is jodpers. <laughs> uh, jodpers. Jodpers. J-O-D-H-P-U-R-S. Jodpers. Correct. Yeah, nice. And I'm yep. very impressed. I really thought this word had like an extra H in there pretty much my whole life. And I was pronouncing it that way as well. <laughs> Can I read How? the sentence for this one? Because I really wanted to read this oh, one Oh, please, please do. She looked resplendent in her magnificent jodpers. <laughs> Where did you put the extra H? After the P, I used to say jodpers. I oh, thought it was jodpers. That's really I mean, cute, though. Once you're inserting H's in there, just go to town. Keep, keep yeah, on doing yeah. it. You're not going to pronounce them anyway. J-H-O-D-H-P-H-U-R-S-H. Well, like jodpers. There's a silent three, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Glenn is up. Right. What is Glenn's Give word? A word like that. Glenn, your word is carmignol. Carmignol. I'm going to predict it as something to do with red, but I would like to know the definition, please. A lively song and a dance popular <laughs> at the time of the first French Revolution. Mm. Oh, my God. Well, that was good for me. Uh, can you pronounce it one more time, please? Carmignol. Carmignol. And could you please use it in a sentence, Monty? As the horrified aristocrats looked on, the revolutionaries <laughs> danced the Carmignol. Uh, let's see. And did I, a uh, point of, a uh, source of origin, did I ask that? French. 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 I was thinking Carmen like uh, red, but uh, Carmignol. Maybe they wore red things when they did it. Uh, I think my question is how many L's in it? Five or eight? <laughs> no, way off. As many right as there. H's in Jodhpur's. Carmignol. Um, I'm sorry. Could you tell me the source one more time? It may affect my L's. It is from the French. Oh, but I meant the, I'm sorry, the definition, rather. Excuse me. Okay. It is a lively song and a dance, popular at the time of the first French Revolution. Hmm. Carmignol. 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 All right, I'm going for it. C-A-R-M-E-N-I-O-L-E. 
E. Carmignon. Sorry, Glenn. Mm. What is <laughs> what is the correct uh, spelling of that, Monty? Uh, it's French, so C A R M A G N O L E. Oh, I had an I instead of the A, but it's I like had the G. Grand Guignol. Yeah, but I think it's from Italian originally. I think it, Carmignole. Everything that we pulled out, you know, in terms of information, is from the dictionary. But I agree with you, Julia. The dictionary is missing some information. Uh, that, that sounds pretty French to me. I don't know. No, the Carmignole is from a place called Carmagnola, but the Carmignole is just the the song in the jacket. Mm, Never mind. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Take your word for it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, don't. But bomb, bomb. So All far, right, Dan. Accurate. Uh, yes. Time for you to get a word from Monty. Dan, your word is histolysis. Histolysis. Okay. Ugh. Okay. Um, start with the definition. The breakdown of bodily tissues. Okay. Uh, part of speech is a noun. It is a noun. Yeah, language of origin. New Latin. Oh, new, <laughs> Latin. new Latin styling. It's new Latin. It's, it's um, worse than new math. Is there anything? Use it in a sentence. The early stages of metamorphosis are characterized by programmed cell death and histolysis of most larval tissues. Yeah, I'm just going to have to go with my gut on this one. Ha-ha, it's breaking down. Um, <laughs> histolysis, H-Y-S-T-O-L-I-S-Y-S, histolysis. Uh, sorry, Glenn, that was close. Dan, I'm also not Glenn, but that's fine. <laughs> I mean, sorry, sorry, Dan. Wait, do I get a point off for it, too? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry, take a point from Glenn and give me another word. That's how this works. I got it spelled right, though, I think. Sorry, Dan. I, I, it was was close. I don't know, Monty. Mm. How do you spell histolysis? H i s t o l y s i s. Yeah, so just all the s, the y's and the i's were in the wrong places. It's histo like like histamine, and then the lysis is like electrolysis or anything like that. It's going to end in y l y s. I should have flipped. I should have flipped those. Oh well. Yeah, yeah, I wrote I it down with the Y's in the wrong place, wrong. and I was like, oh, these Y's don't go there, do they? And I kept writing it down until I was like, that's that's the where the Y that's goes. Yeah. I had four versions of it myself, and then I yep. got all the Y's in the right place. Yeah, it wouldn't have looked right to me. Why? 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. I should add it. Why? Uh, why don't we finish this round? Uh, James gets a word now, Monty. James, your word is contraposto. Contraposto. Okay. Um, what is the origin? Italian from Latin. Uh, definition, please. A position of the depicted human body, as in the late Renaissance painting and sculpture, in which twisting of the vertical axis results in hips, shoulders, and head turned in different directions. Um, and then use it in a sentence, please. As a result of contraposto, the statue looked practically alive. And say it one more time. Slowly. Contra- 
<laughs> Antraposto is as slow as I'm going to go. Okay, um, I'll give it a go. Contraposto, C-O-N-T-R-A-P-O-S-T-O, Contraposto. Sorry. Uh, Monty, how is it spelled? C-O-N-T-R-A-P-P-O-S-T-O. Oh. Oh. Double letters are killing me. Wow. Okay. wow I forgot I only, that. I knew that word, and only yeah. from, honestly, the online, um, uh, the service Hero Forge, where you can build, like, D&D minis. That's one of the pose options is a contraposto, and I never knew what it was before then. Well, I studied Italian uh, and Italian art, and I forgot it had two Ps, so there you go. It, it seems like it shouldn't have two Ps, and yet, I, but it does. Contraposto. Uh, Italian likes to stick in an extra letter, double letters. Yeah, you, sometimes you can hear yeah. it, but not... Contraposto. Not, all right, uh, Jason gets a word now, Monty. Jason, your word is spidini. <laughs> spidini man, spidini does man. whatever a spidini can. Please, uh, Monty, tell me the things about this word. The things about this word are that it is a noun from Italian. It means a dish of meat rolled around a filling or minced and formed into balls, then usually better dipped and cooked on a skewer. Mm. And the oh, sentence man. is, oh, my God, have you had their beef spidini? I'm really hungry. Is that, this... no, that sounds good. I'd like some spidini with contraposto, please. Mm. Could also be pronounced spiadini. Oh, well, that. Spiadini. But the primary pronunciation is spidini. That is what I believe its primary pronunciation to be. But it can also be pronounced. Can you do both pronunciations for me again? Spidini. Spiedini. 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 Well. Make it sound more Italian. I have so many questions that I can't get answers to. <laughs> what about this round? Uh, there's a vowel that may or may not be there, and there's consonants that may or may not be doubled, and I'm just going to have to take a guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to guess uh, Spadini, S P I A D I N N I, Spadini. Sorry, Jason. Um, Monty, the what correct, is that word? The correct spelling is S P I E D I N I. Yeah. I e well, I, I wasn't getting that vowel regardless he, of the double yeah, n. Yeah. So when he changed the pronunciation, I switched mine to s p i a i because they get like, oh, that's one of those ones where they just drop that one that's in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I, think I may that's have a ordered one. it once. I had it. I had, I had it. Too, I had How it, did you pronounce it? Does whatever. <laughs> uh, that's the one I'm least can. confident in my pronunciation on. It, it in Italian, it would be so. spiadini. Well, I was yeah, but, so it's, exactly. But it's not Italian. It's an it's an English word from Italian. Yeah. Uh, Americans pronounce Italian food exactly. real weird. Real weird, sometimes. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, give me uh, three spidini. Right. Well, I wasn't going to get give that me one anyway. And my mustachioni. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Sorry. Too soon. Oh, my. Uh, but it is Julia's turn, so I'm going to give her a new word. Julia, your new word is fanfarinade. Oh, fanfarinade. Wow. Uh, can I have all the, the things that you are allowed to tell me? It is a noun. It is French from Spanish. 
it means empty boasting. And the sentence is, enough with your fanfarinade. Play or get out. i use this word from now on. <laughs> fanfarinade. F-A-N-F-A-R-E-N-A-D-E. Fanfarinade. Sorry, Julia. Monty, how do you spell that? Fanfarinade is F-A-N-F-A-R-O-N-A-D-E. Oh, it's very and far down my list of... Wow. I thought E and then I thought A and well... Because yeah. I was thinking I like I. a serenade. It's a well, serenade. It's a, it's a fanfare, has, right? Yes, yeah, a like fanfare a, yeah. serenade type yeah. thing. If it had been yeah. with a Y, I still wouldn't have uh, believed it. <laughs> It has one of our Swedish letters in it for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So we're up to Glenn again. And what's Glenn's word, Monty? Glenn, your word is speliathem. 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 Uh, can you please give me all the things? It is a noun from Latin and Greek. It means a cave deposit or formation. A sentence with it in it is, The speleothems in Colossal Cave are magnificent, but not as magnificent as the dragon. They were <laughs> going to say as the jodhpurs. <laughs> uh, so could you pronounce it for me once more, please? Speleothem. Spe- say that one more time. Speleothem. Speleothem. Wow, speleothem. I've got a couple alternatives here, and I don't know which one is best. One would be less Englishy. Um, speleothem or speleothem. It could be either of those. <laughs> that sound identical. Ah. Um. Shoot, I'm trying to remember. I mean, I know this word, the spelunking, uh, in caves and spelio, but uh. Hmm. All right, I better go with one. I'm going to go with uh, Speliathem, S-P-I-E-L-E-T-H-E-M, Speliathem. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's an A in the middle, isn't it? Or other letters. No. Uh, Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. I feel better then. I'm going to deduct ghost points from you at this point. Oh, shoot. Oh, no fanfarinating for me anymore. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Monty, how do you spell speleothem? S P E L E O T H E M. It is indeed related to spelunking and speleology. <laughs> but not oh. spelled in any way the way I chose to. Okay, got it. <laughs> it's right. not spelled the same? Oh, <laughs> oh I misspeleoed. Instant it. disqualification. Yeah. There's <laughs> been a cave in. For me or Glenn? Uh, for everybody. Take, take a pick. That's it. <laughs> <I didn't- laughs> I didn't make that joke. Uh, Rocks fall. Everyone dies. <laughs> 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 Got to get out of that cave. Dan, uh, are you ready for another word? Uh, if I say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes, I'm ready. Okay. I'm prepared. All right. Let's 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 hear it, Monty. Dan, your word is anechoic. Anechoic. Hmm. Jason's laughing, and I know why he's laughing. Been been in it, written articles about it. Yep. 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 Um, 
All right, just going with it. Uh, anechoic, A-N-E-C-H-O-I-C, anechoic. Correct. Thank you. Anechoic Chambers, good, good stuff. Good times, good times. Right. Intent- it's all you, because Antenna we were Gates. holding that phone. Yep, holding got, that phone wrong. That was the I've problem. I've got some anecho- anechoic uh, uh, styrofoam right next to me, in fact. I wish right, my that- podcast setup were in a room that was anechoic. <laughs> 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 I don't know, it sounds pretty good. All righty. Well, let me do some serious number crunching here. At the end of round two. Uh, no longer have, in the lead. Glenn is no longer in the lead. Is anybody? But it's, it is, it's nobody's in the lead. No. So somehow um, you're all losing. It's it's a five yes, that seems right. That seems right. Place. Uh, you're losing against some sixth grader in the actual National <laughs> yeah. Spelling Bee because they've oh, wow. gotten all of these that's, that's, words. This is like one of also those times in low definition where Steve wins. It's one of those. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Wait, can I win but, this one too? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 that's what I'm worried about. Correct, Monty. That's going to be the twist. <laughs> well, there was one. He screwed, up, he screwed up one. But other than that, he's been pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, so we have a uh, tie for second place. That's James and Glenn at two points. And then a three-way tie for first place with Jason, Julia, and Dan. Right. So it's anybody's game. You get three more words. Everybody's still in it or not, All right. depending on how you feel about <laughs> yeah, spelling fair. at this point. <laughs> the spelling I don't know what words out. are anymore. Uh, all right. Uh, Monty, let's begin round three with James. James, your new word is limiculous. Limiculous. Um, part of speech? Noun. Uh, what, what the heck does it mean? <laughs> Living in mud. <laughs> Living in mud. Lovely. Um, <clears throat> and what is its origin? Latin. And could you use it in a sentence? The earthworm, being devoid of aesthetic taste, is limiculous. <laughs> Did you say it was a noun or an adjective? Yeah, I, that's a bad sentence. It is a noun, though. Okay. Could you say it once again? Limiculous. And I apologize, it is an adjective. Okay, that makes way more sense. That makes way more sense. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how that could be a noun. And should adjective. I just double limiculous. all the consonants? <laughs> yeah, yeah time, every single one of just all of them. Just to be sure. Well, let's just uh, say something. So, Limiculus. L E I M I C U L O U S. Limiculus. At least the bell sounds friendly. (laughs) (laughs) Does it? (laughs) Wrong. Wrong. Uh, Limiculus. Limiculus is L-I-M-I-C-O-L-O-U-S. Wow. Oh, wow. I think somewhere in my variations I had that somewhere. Wow. As a combination of the variations. That first O (laughs) is a shocker there. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was not. You get Q out of that. Lymicolus. 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 It's a flavor of gazelles. Yeah. Ah, Lymicolus. He comes in the winter and puts presents down your chimney. Wow. <laughs> mud right, covered Jason. for some reason. <laughs> mud That's covered it. presents. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's a lovely tradition. All right. Uh, for Jason, do we have a word, Monty? 
We do. And that word is shukrut. Shukrut. Okay. Uh, please tell me the things about this word, Monty. It is a noun. It is French from German. It means sauerkraut served and cooked with meat. Sorry, cooked and served with meat, if that makes a difference. <laughs> and here's a question. Who made this delicious choucroute? This is like an evil word. <laughs> Say the word again, please. Choucroute. Wow. French from German. French from German. Oh, boy. Chacrute. S-H-U-K-R-U-T-E. Chacrute. Sorry. Uh, Monty? C-H-O-U-C-R-O-U-T-E. The French! The French! Well, shoe is cabbage. So, C-H-O-U. Wait, can you spell it again? C-H-O-U... C H O U C R O U T E. Oh, I think I've C-R-O-U-T-E. eaten this and not realized that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very French. They Frenchified German. Makes sense. I was never, never going to get that. Actually, yeah, the German. I think actually telling oh, you it was from German does you a disservice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, Alsatian. Is it's uh, is it's real? Uh, yeah. I've been to um, source, but okay. That's, funny. Uh, That's very funny. I will say. Wow. Uh, as I um. Looking at my spreadsheet, you know, as we're playing, I'm like, oh, right. I put a lot of food words together. Interesting. <laughs> so, well, as somebody who Julia speaks not a on. word of French and uh, did take German for five years, there was no way I was going to get that word right. <laughs> no. Ah, uh, but if only you'd eaten extensively around the world, you'd been a, gour- a gourmand. <laughs> well, we, we are in a food run here, aren't we? we <laughs> extensively around the world. I'm going to go make some fanfaronade next, in fact. Uh, <laughs> Oh, sounds delicious, Glenn. Uh, Julia, let's have a word for Julia. Julia, your word is pastizio. Pastizio. <laughs> Can I please have all the things about this word? It is a noun from modern Greek from Italian. Oh. It is a Greek baked dish made of ground meat layered with pasta and usually topped with white sauce and cheese. And a sentence with it in is, you can't get good pastizio here, unlike wherever I'm from. <laughs> Can <Pastizio>. you say? <laughs> uh, pastizio. P-A-S-T-I-Z-I-O. Pastizio. We don't have Zs, but if we did, it would be wrong. It Sorry, is P A S T I T S I O. What? That Greek. That's the Greek That's message. Oh, because the Greeks. Uh, oh, with the yeah. Italian yeah. there, yeah. I thought yeah, maybe they my, might be like a little bit nice and leave it in. Yeah. My stuff. My stepmother is Greek, and she loves. Um, was it? Bo- uh, oh, I can't remember the name of it. It's she. Don't give away word, any more words. <laughs> oh, but it's a word from Turkish that she Buram, Like Gazaz. It's, but it's not the Greek word for the dish that she likes. She uses the Turkish word, which is very Is it, is it berik? No, it's um, buram. I've forgotten. Something like that. Potatoes and eggplant, maybe. It's delicious. Well, let's give Glenn a word. Oh, no. Let him I've got a few. Uh, choose the word to choose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everybody's got a few him. words with me at the end of let's this. Let's give 
Is Glenn something to chew on, Monty? Glenn, your word is duxel. I beg your pardon. Can you duxel. say that again, please? What's that? Duxel. I say it as many times as you like. Um, can you use that in a sentence, please? Sure. Are you going to finish your duxel? This sounds so French, which makes me wonder if there's an S on the end. Um, what is the origin? Is it French, in fact? It is French. Uh, what is the definition of the word, please? A garnish or stuffing made especially of finely chopped sautéed mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Oh, champignon, you mean. Um, let's see. <laughs> Dukes. Dukes. Can you pronounce it? I'm going to listen very carefully. I'm missing the front of the word a little bit. So can you say the word one more time? Duxel. Duxel. Okay. I've already had dinner and I'm getting hungry. See, if it was, <laughs> if it was Duxel, I would think, but Dux, Duxel. Okay, I'm going to go with my gut. I did not is... hear a difference in the two words you just pronounced. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I did, but I'm not sure if Duxel yeah, I'm not sure it was the right Duxel. one. Um, I'm going to go with the gut. The gut knows what it wants. It is uh, Duxel, D-U-X-E-L-L-E-S, Duxel. Correct. Ooh, wow. wow, well played. Oh I thought that was totally improbable. Oh my nice. God. Like okay, thank you. I, I, I would have felt S. such anxiety about that S. I know. Well, I'm like, yeah. but if I don't say it, I just didn't think it could end it in E. You wouldn't have Duxel with an E at the end in, in the French dish. I thought there yeah. might be a C in there too after the X. Too. That seems <laughs> oh, like no. a very French <laughs> no. way to handle it. But yeah, that's nice. I was thinking D E U X. I've seen that. You know, I think I'm sure I've seen that on a on a menu yeah, somewhere. For sure, for sure. It's, it's point, an yeah. ingredient in uh, uh, beef, beef Wellington. Wellington. Mm. Ah. Ah. There we go. If that's you why. watch any uh, Gordon Ramsay, you've seen him make. Duxel. <laughs> or yell at people about not doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now it's Dan's turn. So. Uh, Dan, your word is Kitchell. 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 Hmm. Um, let's start with a definition, please. A semi-sweet baked product made of eggs, flour, and sugar, usually rolled and cut in diamond shape and baked until puffed. Oh. Huh. Okay. Um, language of origin, please. Yiddish from yeah. Old High German. Oh. Okay. So I would pronounce this Kichel now, having grown up with it. Well, sorry. But there's also... <laughs> that's fine. That's just me. Like, I, I, I you know... Uh, but it's also... There are variations. There's also... I've looked this up. There are lots of ways to spell it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. <sighs> So I'm going to go with uh, Kichel, or Kichel, K-I-C-H-E-L. Kichel. Correct. Thank you. Okay. Yes. Uh, we grew up, we called it Kichlik or Kichel, but yes. I would yeah, have a lot of these pronunciations with... are more Americanized. That, yeah, 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 that's a tricky one because oh, yeah. no, Yiddish it's... also has a bunch of variants. Yeah. So where you get your K-E-K-E-U-C-H-E-L kind of thing going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. when he meant, but it wasn't until he mentioned the like puffed like stuff up. I was like, oh, wait, I think I know what this is. Happy Chanukah, Dan. <laughs> yes. Well, that's, a, that's a traditional, that's, isn't it Passover usually? Kiko? I've never had it, Kiko. I don't know. Yeah. I, think, I was I think confusing it's with not... Kugel, which would be like a cookie. Or a Kugel it's not or a Kugel. Leaven. Not Kugel or Kugel. I'm pretty sure Kiko is what we ate as dessert for Passover because it's not leather. Oh, this makes sense. Uh, transliteration right. is, is yeah, a that's, burden. Yeah, that's, yep. <laughs> that's ridiculous. 
Uh, yeah, let's go with some more. Uh, this for James, Marty. James, your word is Avgo Lemino. Oh, <laughs> it's a Harry Potter spell. <laughs> that makes food appear. I, I, love, I love that. The squeezes that lemon Avgo into Lemino. your enemy's eyes. Avgo Lemino. It worked. Some uh, Kitchell <laughs> just appeared. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, let me get the part of speech. It is a noun. And uh, its definition? A soup or sauce made with chicken stock, egg oh. yolks, and lemon juice. So good. And its origin? Modern Greek. Mm-hmm. And just say it one more time because it's so enjoyable to hear. Avgo Lemino. Okay. Well, I'm guessing the just do it like it sounds is not going to work. But I'm a sucker for just do it like it sounds. So Avgo Lemino. A-V-G-O-L-E. M I N O Avgo Limino. Let's hear the bell. <laughs> there you go. You turned into a lemon. You, you turned yourself into a lemon. Oh, no, <laughs> I did. Now I have to make lemonade. Avgo Limino, mate. Monty, how do you spell that? A V G O L E M O N O. You didn't. Right. Ask, you didn't actually spell it the way it should be spelled, which is literally lemon. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a weird transliteration. So we have a Greek weird. church that's a block from us. Uh, Monty, if you ever need a place to park during the Greek festival when the pandemic is over, you can park in our backyard. Uh, <laughs> so we can walk over there and get Avgo Lemino and all the other wow. good stuff. Mm. That's Glennon, cool. I guess. Sounds Avgo Lemoning. I believe that is the end of the food words that we're all lumped together. I'm right. so hungry Sorry. now. I wonder if I have no, there's, there's a couple Avgo more Lemino. later on. Oh, <sighs> there are. At least in the tiebreakers, okay. yeah. <laughs> tiebreakers. Well, if we need it, if we need them, let's see if we need them. Uh, Jason is up next. Jason, your word is nictitate. Uh, nictitate. I know this word, I think, but please tell me the things about it. It is from Latin. It is a verb. It means to wink. As used in the sentence, officer, that man nictitated at me on the streetcar. <laughs> Uh, it needs to be a streetcar so that winking. Uh, is sure, <laughs> got it. Uh, it was a bus. It wouldn't count. Nictitate. N i c. Old timey. I'll try. I'll start again. Nictitate. N i c t i t a t e. Nictitate. Correct. You get the nictitating membrane. Earlier. Yes. <laughs> nictitating membrane. I thought that was back to the uh, sunflower thing where we were talking about that before. Yeah. But Nic- yeah. I, I was picturing someone yeah. dictating while smoking. Nictitating. Right. The nictitating membrane. <laughs> like, uh, I think I learned that as a kid because it's revealed that Mr. Spock has a, uh, a third, a third yes. eyelid that is a nictitating membrane. Yes. But yeah, I, t- I feel like in sci-fi, oh regular eyelids that blink all the time. Yeah. But then he's and got the see- secret magic one underneath like a, like a cat. He doesn't. Mm. We see his eyes frequently. Well, he yeah. only uses <laughs> it in the one episode, Monty. Yeah, <laughs> only when he needs it for All a right. plot device. Also, my cats have it, because cats. Yeah. <laughs> oh, your cats uh, have it. I've seen that. Right. That's creepy. Let's, let's give Julia another word, Monty. Julia, your word is allocroas. Allocroas. Uh, the things, please. It is an adjective from Greek. It means changing color. 
A sentence demonstrating this is, Behold, the amazing Allochroes chameleon. Allochroes. A-L-L-O-C-H-R-O-U-S. Allochroes. Sorry, oh, Julia. No. I'm so close. Monty, can you spell it, please? A-L-L-O-C-H-R-O-O-U-S. Oh, two O's. Oh, one of those. Two O's. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was trying to figure out how you get that Ouch. extra syllable. Two O's. All right. I'm um, taking my knitting and going home. Right. Yeah, you, are, you are home. You are at home. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going uh, upstairs. Okay. Um, just bring your computer with you, please. Knitting basket um, full of yarn of every color. It's Alacrois. Glenn, too You're soon now. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm very sorry. Glenn, it's not too soon for you to have another word. I'm ready. What is it, Monty? Glenn, your word is guayabera. I own one of these, so if I can't spell it, do I have to give it away? Uh, let's see. Can you use it in a sentence just so I can hear it again? All right. When summer hits, I look amazing in my guayabara. Uh, and would you please remind me of its origin <laughs> so I can stall for time? American Spanish. I wrote it down with a pen, and it looks correct to me, but I think I'm spelling it wrong at the same time. What is, how does that work in your brain <laughs> when you're looking <laughs> at the word and you think you're wrong? I have to go with this because I'm not going to come up with a different spelling. Guayabara, G-U-A-Y-A-B-A-R-A, Guayabara. Sorry, Glenn. So I got it. What Give us it? your Guayabara back. Monty, how is it spelled? G-U-A-Y-A-B-E-R-A. Oh. What is it? It is a usually short-sleeved, lightweight sport shirt designed to be worn untucked. Huh. It's, it's really kind nice of a, new every day. It's, it's like a, Miami downtown yeah. Miami business they wear. Look great, they yeah, look, they look great. Yeah, I don't think I can pull it uh, off. Sharp finger. or put it on. Uh, yeah, Art, princess sweaty it is. Um. Okay. Well, Dan, you're up next. All right, Dan. Your word is pangendrum. Pangendrum. Oh. I have too soon. This word. <laughs> um. Please define it for me, Monty, if you would. A powerful personage or pretentious official. And language of origin. Native to English, parentheses, nonsense verse by Samuel Foote. Ah, yeah. Okay. Oh. We don't usually get to credit the person who invented the word, so that's fun. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, and part of speech, I take it, is a noun. It is a noun. Great. Care to use it in a sentence? If you don't mind getting blamed for stuff, being a pangendrum is a pretty good job. <laughs> okay. All right. And the question is whether there's some hidden letter in here. Otherwise, I think I'm just going to go with the spelling like it sounds. Pangendrum. P-A-N-J-A-N-D-R-U-M. Pangendrum. Correct. All right. I have heard that, but I cannot remember in what context. There's a lot of English writing will mention a pangendrum. Yeah, it does sound like vaguely like like a like a pseudo 
Hindi kind of term, yeah, like yeah. borrowed into English. Sure, it's mm-hmm. made up from something that sounded yeah. like something like. That. Isn't it? Isn't it one of those like weird rolling bomb shooty things? Like I think Adam Savage built one. <laughs> I don't know. It's not. I, uh, uh, as they would say on the spelling bee, no, I do not see that here. (laughs) (laughs) My research uh, was pretty shallow on these words. Let's be honest. Signs point to no. No. um, no, But it was a good story. (laughs) Everything came from the dictionary, I swear. And James, it's your turn for a word now. This is the final words of round three. James, your final words, your final word is <laughs> blatherskite. <laughs> Ooh, I love that word. And uh, could I have, well, what part of speech is it? It is a noun. And um, what is the definition of it? A person who blathers a lot. Fair enough. Um, origin of the word? Scots. Scottish, yeah. Also used to describe Glenn. (laughs) Also, I can say that about myself. Yeah, we weren't going to say it. Thanks, Glenn. (laughs) (laughs) So it comes from a place of self-love? I don't know. Oh, dear God. I will get this wrong, undoubtedly. Um, And repeat the word once again. Blatherskite. There's also a sentence, should you wish to hear it. Oh, yes. Let's hear the (laughs) sentence. I wish this blatherskite would shut up for a second instead of going on and on and on, padding his role by extending the sample sentences gratuitously. (laughs) Could I hear the sentence again? (laughs) I wish this blatherskite would shut up for a second instead of going on and on and on, padding his role by extending the sample sentences gratuitously. You're welcome, Monty. Thank you. Um, All right. Well, Scottish, huh? Scots. Scots. Um, yeah, I got... Yeah, let's just go for it. Blatherskite, B-L-A-T-H-E-R-S-K-I-T-E, Blatherskite. Correct, James Dempsey. Yay! Congratulations for not using blathering Blatherskite in your sample sentence. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. You created excellent <laughs> drama there um, for good. that last I because yeah. I was hanging on. Is he going to say I? Is he going to say why? Say or something else? E-T. It was either Y or I. Yeah. All right, Jason, time for your word. Hey. Jason, your word is icosahedron. Uh, Tell me the definition of that, Monty. A polyhedron having 20 faces. (laughs) Can you use that in a sentence? (laughs) To see if you win the arm wrestling contest, roll that numbered icosahedron and add your strength bonus. (laughs) (laughs) Crossover. Whoa. Icosahedron, I-C-O-S-A-H-E-D-R-O-N, icosahedron. Correct. Also, the name of my iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Man, spelling B, G, and D crossover. And the password is D20. Oh, sorry, I should have said that. It's actually the letter D20 times. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Uh, uh, Another word for Julia, please. Julia, your word is nidicolous. 
<laughs> Nidicolous. No, you're Nidicolous. The obvious, yeah, That's obvious nice joke ridiculous. Yes. It's a cooking show with ridiculous content. Uh, can I have the things, please? It is an adjective from Latin. It means reared for a time in a nest. Many birds are nidicolous. I feel like I don't know what letters look like anymore. Let's <laughs> <laughs> us how they sound. Nidicolous. N-Y-D-I-C-H-E-L-O-U-S. Nidicolous. Sorry. Monty? It is N-I-D-I-C-O-L-O-U-S. Nidicolous. Mm. I will give you two guesses what is my first try on this piece of paper. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And I think I only need one. Um, Okay, well, Glenn, your your final word in the third round. The final word for you. Glenn, your word is farouche. Farouche. Hmm. I would like all the things for that, please. It is an adjective, French from Latin. Wild or marked by shyness and lack of social graces. You mustn't mind the Duke of the Wilds. He's just a bit farouche. Can you say the word one more time, please? Farouche. 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 Um, let's see. I am just going to go with my first instinct on this f e r r o u c h e farouche oh. not quite glenn is it, a what, is it? that Monty. is how it's pronounced but it's spelled f a r o u c h e yeah oh, shoot. Like, I they don't double I the r's there that much there's no way to do f e r r is 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 like iron though I, that's yeah. why i thought that wasn't going to be <laughs> yeah yeah, or feral. yeah a- but feral, but the French, the E was wrong. Like, there's something about that. Oh, um, you're French. right. Farouche. A Linden, feels Linden much Farouche. more. F-A-R, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, A and E in the English version of French is hard to differentiate. All right. Farouche. Did, did you say differentiate? Because <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Farouche. I did not, but now I did. All right. We are down to the last word in round three, which goes to Dan and... I do the scores, do the scores. Unfair for me not to get an update on the scores at this point. We have a tie for second place currently with James, Julia, and Glenn. Currently, Jason Snell is in the lead of those who have finished. But Dan, at this point, would tie for the lead. He will win with a correct spelling. Yes, right now, Jason and Dan Dan. have five points. Everyone else has three points. (laughs) (laughs) Dan, your very important word <laughs> Thank you, is Zerogel. Zerogel. All right. Uh, let's define that, shall we? A solid formed from a gel by drying with unhindered shrinkage. <laughs> Goodness gracious. A gel by drying with un Like a shrinky dink? <laughs> um... Please use it in a sentence. Thanks a lot, Doc. Now there's zero gel all over my shoes. Holy cow. Uh, language of origin. 
German. German. Oh, I did Whoa. not see that coming. Oh boy. German. Okay, Sirachel. Oh, I don't even know where I go with that. German. I don't think I'm gonna get this. Can you pronounce it one more time for me? Zirajel. Zirajel. All right. Um, uh, can you repeat the definition? A solid formed from a gel by drying with unhindered shrinkage. All right. It's going to be a shot in the dark. Zirajel. Z-I-R-O-G-E-L. Zirajel. Sorry, Dan. Yeah. Monty? X-E-R-O-G-E-L. Zirajel. I had a couple X versions. I had a couple Z versions. (laughs) That was my first one. And then after you said German, I wrote down a totally different thing like Dan's. But Yeah, I I couldn't figure. Yeah, German. That was a tough one. I was thinking if if he had said Greek, I would have gone with X like 100%. But Mm -hmm. German, I could not make a differentiation there. X-E-R-O-G-E-L? It's like oh, aerogel, man. but with an ah. S. Yeah. We have xeriscaping zero, zero That's wild. In, uh, well, all places. Yeah. Weird. All right, folks. We we have, um, after the three rounds, we have James, Julia, and Glenn with three points, and Jason, Dan with five, which uh, leaves us with a tie. Um, a tie-breaking round. We will not let it go on forever. Because could. <laughs> somebody has to spell something correct. Dan and I have tied in the past on game shows. It's, you know, but who it's likes to tie? Well, yeah. uh, some extra words. Let's out. use them. Is yeah, that a tiebreaker we... for second place? Um, no, there is not. Sorry. <laughs> Take it. You're all in you second that. place. <laughs> They're all in third place. I guess place. third place. Actually, That's bad you're news. Right. You're right. Thank no, you. No. All right. So, um, Monty has uh, the. We, we've got. Five tiebreaker words, um, and uh, we'll start with Jason. Basically, when one person spells a word correctly, the next person gets a chance. But if they spell wrong, then it's over, and the crown goes to the correct speller. Right. So if whoever goes first gets a chance to spell it, if they spell it incorrectly, the next person gets a chance to spell it. If they get it correct, they win. If they no, both get it correct or they both get it incorrect, it moves no, on? If, so... Word one, Jason will spell it. If he gets it correct, you have to spell word two correctly. Right. If you spell it wrong, you're out. If Jason spells word one wrong, you and you spell word two correctly. Got it. Okay. Okay. But if you both spell it wrong, we go to another word. Roger that. Somebody get one of these words, please. (laughs) Um, I will not. (laughs) (laughs) We can we can break we can break this whole system Mm. down, Jason. (laughs) <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Monty, what is Jason's tiebreaker word? Jason, your tiebreaker word is ferruginous. Ferruginous. Uh, can you tell me about that word, please, Monty? Uh, it is an adjective from Latin. It means of, relating to, or containing iron. It's impossible to make steel if you don't have metal that's at least a little ferruginous. Ferruginous, F-E-R-R-U-G-I-N-O-U-S, ferruginous. 
Correct. Okay, Dan, you get. I had that one right, which means I'm going to blow this one. Yeah, that's how it works. (laughs) (laughs) Dan, Uh, your word is payar. 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 All right, I will take a definition of that, please. A piece of beef or veal, usually pounded thin and grilled. Language of language of origin. French. Oh, French. <laughs> I was really hoping for Spanish there, huh? Yeah. No, I'm French. Well, my French is a better language for you, but I don't know this word. Um, use that sentence, please. He said he wasn't hungry, but he sure went to town on that payar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have to go with my best French guess here. Uh, payar. P-A-I-L-L-A-R. Payar. Yeah. Sorry. You have a guess of what goes at the end of that word? Uh, an E. It no. is. Or an S. Let, let's Monty. go around the table. I want, everybody make a guess. <laughs> I will tell you, Dan got it right, but there is one more letter. So it goes P-A-I-L-L-A-R, mystery letter that we don't pronounce because it's in French. It is D. Oh, Payar. Payar. That would made more sense. I wrote down like eight different ways of spelling that word, none of which were right. <laughs> yeah. Too. I was like, Oh, like P- the Maillard. Like effect. Maillard reaction. Yeah, yes, Maillard. Maillard. Yeah, reaction. Uh, Payar. Yeah, I should have thought of the D. Payar is for pirates. Should have thought yeah, of the D, Dan. Yeah. Um, your name. It's, it's in my name. Everything. That's right. Let me down. Well, I'm. Wait, your name is Morden? I'm, I'm feeling really right. ferruginous now. So. Yeah. <laughs> Iron Man feels that way, right? I suppose he does. Uh, well, he does live by the ocean, so he would rust a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and that wow. brings us to the end of the second incomparable spelling bee. Uh, congratulations to our new champion, Jason Snow. Yippee! Yay! Yay! <laughs> Um, and thank you again uh, to all the contestants, Julia Scott, James Dempsey, Glenn Fleischman, and Dan Morin. So close. Again. Uh, <laughs> again. Twice I've come in second. <laughs> and, uh, of course, a huge thank you to Monty Ashley, who was Yay. the official pronouncer and just made this a lot more fun and less stressful. I could concentrate on the scoring instead of the pronouncing and the arguing with people about pronunciations, <laughs> which uh, Monty's better at that than me. And, pronouncing uh, words is very haired. <laughs> uh, and so with that, we'll, we'll wrap this one up and say thanks for listening uh, and good spelling all. <laughs> <laughs>